0: And we are back with another episode of How About Them Celtics. Sam and I are here recording on what day? Now, Wednesday, February 7th. Sorry, I, I panicked because I, ha- I haven't done it in a while, but my phone did the swipe to unlock, so I didn't see what day it was. Uh, and I, I will say I felt less bad about my tendency to do that because I went on Celtics Lab the other day. And um, go check it out if you haven't. And Cam did the same thing. He was like, we're recording on a – he looked, brought the phone up and I was like, I feel seen. I feel seen now because that's, that's what I do whenever we start a podcast. But we're here. You guys are listening to this. Later today, we'll be live for the trade deadline on our YouTube channel. How about them, Celtics? Make sure to come hang out with us. Check it out. Uh, it'll be fun. We'll be live. When do you want to go live? Like 130 ish one thirty-ish, one ish Yeah, around then. Uh, and then we'll probably be live uh, probably like till 3.30-ish, which is like 30 minutes past the deadline to break stuff down. Um, it'll be a good time. If the Celtics do anything, we will – have to make a video while we're recording ours. Yeah. I was thinking about
1: that. I was like, we'll open up a second stream yard and just record what we're doing, I think. Yeah.
0: So we'll be fine. Um, but yeah, come hang out with us around 1130. You'll see it on the channel um by this point, and you can see what time it'll actually be set to start. But it'll be around then. We'll have a good time. Also, we'll say at the start of the episode, comment what's popping on this podcast if you want a chance to win a ten dollar gift card to in Uh great popcorn, great product. Uh, you'll win a ten dollar gift <coughs> gift card. You'll be put on a wheel. We'll put it uh, in the email section which is in the middle of the pod so you'll see if you won uh, on the next show but comment what's popping for a chance to win anyways you're listening to this on the morning of the trade deadline as i said we'll be live Uh, however there is a game to recap despite all the trade deadline madness which we'll get into a little bit more later so we're going to throw it over to our future selves to recap the celtics hawks game which went down last night editing jack here The Wi-Fi at TD Garden apparently wasn't very good last night. I just noticed while editing this that a couple of my audio sections got glitched and just cut out. Uh, in the Celtics Hawks game recap. So if you hear any choppiness and me jumping from one sentence to the next, just know I edited out the dead space and there's nothing I can really do. So apologies for that mishap. Also, I think my mic might have glitched later on in the show or maybe my headphones are wrong right now. But if you hear any audio issues on my end, apologies in advance. Again, we recorded this much earlier in the day. It's currently 1.34 AM. There's not much I can do about it. So just sorry if the listening isn't as smooth as it usually is. Uh, Blame the Wi-Fi at the garden and or my the mic or i'll figure it out just sorry in advance enjoy the rest of the show all right thank you to our past selves for throwing it over to me and sam after the celtics hawks game which the celtics took home a victory in took down the hawks 125 to 117 despite a slight scare at the end of the game uh, this is a weird one i don't know if it's because my brain was super scrambled today because i was running around or because it was a weird game in general but um fine win for the celtics uh pretty straightforward i mean they, they shot the ball super well in the paint bobby manning and i were talking about it after the game I, I think they ended up shooting what's the final number it looks three which is uh pretty damn good if you can do math it's around 72 percent uh on fourth quarter who drained four of them uh and defensively I, I think there were so definitely some slip-ups um at times for the Celtics. you know over helping in certain places getting around but they held a very hot Hawks team to a very poor offensive night, 42%, 32%. And Trey Young did not perform well either, so they did a good job of shutting him down after he's been red hot, literally. So I would say solid win for the Celtics, although it did feel a bit like a weird one. You know, it's like a January game. They got the job done, so I suppose the win stat is the only stat that matters at the end of the day.
1: The win does matter, but I'll tell you what. I am sick and tired of seeing them not get stops. Now, stand by. I know you said they played a good defensive game. They played a good defensive second half. I'll
0: admittedly. Yeah.
1: Uh, I'm sick of them getting gassed up for scoring a zillion points in the first half. Like, Scal was like, oh, my God, they scored 70 points again. Maybe win, maybe win the half by more than four then. Like, if you're scoring at will. Maybe get stops every once in a while. This game was way too close for far too long. I get it. It's a Wednesday in January. Atlanta's whatever. They've been playing well. I think they had won, what, four of their last five, and they were a high-powered offense during that stretch. But as far as I'm concerned, the Celtics, everything for them should start on the defensive end. They have the pieces to do that. I know Holiday didn't play, and it wasn't an ideal night not to have him against Trey Young, but DeJounte Murray didn't play on the other end. So you, you lose an eye for an eye, a guard for a guard in that situation. You should still be able to match up okay. You're not playing against one of the conference's top teams. They played much better in the second half, to their credit. Things slowed down significantly. The fourth quarter was a masterpiece in terms of they put their will on the Hawks for the majority of it. And there was nothing that they could do. They slipped up a bit at the end. They gave up a quick run and made things way closer than it should have been. Oh, I have some things to say. I just opened the box score. I'll save them. Uh, I want to stick to the defense. But overall, they closed this pretty well.
0: Yes. Sorry. I, th- I thought you to keep going. Um, no, no I, wanted <laughs> yeah, to, no, I wanted to
1: pause after the defense. I'll talk again later.
0: Okay. Um, John Carlos was asking Joe and everybody about the defense. And the thing Joe pointed to was like, I think he, Joe was like, I think the biggest difference in the first versus the second half was Steak Bay shot four or five from three in the first half. And in the second half, he didn't. And while that may be frustrating, like I, he shot 0 of 2 in the second half. And I think the Celtics are taking the approach of, we have certain guys we want to shoot threes and we trust that the math will work out and to their credit it did work out zeke bay hasn't been a great three-point shooter this season he got hot in the first half and then he was non-existent in the second half and i'm not saying that's the end all be all of defense i do think there were possessions where the celtics overhelped in certain spots they left the corner they got a bit you know spacey like i don't think that's the only reason the celtics defense struggled in the first half i think there was more that went into it but i do think that that's a big part of why it was as close as it was because realistically like in the first half it's not like the hawks were like 50-50 from like in the first half the hawks shot 45 37 like it was a very average offensive first half by the numbers but i it just felt like there were too many possessions that could have been a stop that weren't um so i i think that's the biggest thing uh that bothered me defensively in the first half uh, I thought that he did a pretty good job on Trey Young for most of the game. I thought Trey Young was still effective in making plays for the Hawks, even though he himself didn't shoot particularly well. Um, but I think the Celtics did a jo- good job of not letting him be a scorer, which he had been uh, in previous games leading up to this one. Mm. Um, so Those defensively, I think, like you said, yeah. with the defense,
1: nine offensive rebounds for the Hawks in one half. Mm-hmm. Not what you want. It was a problem. And the Celtics, it was almost
0: really all like bad a congru.
1: Yeah no he he's a beast on the offensive glass. I mean we saw it all round 1 in the playoffs last year. It was like a revelation. Him and Capella were a huge pain in the ass. Uh another interesting wrinkle from the first half is Atlanta outshot the Celtics from 3. They made 9 yeah. of 24, which is not a great percentage. Uh but you know again 7 of 23. It'll give you a 6 point net, right? Mm-hmm. Who doesn't love that? Sorry. I I thought you were done. That it
0: will. No, you're good. <laughs> we're, we're we're off kilter today. Um, yeah, no, I was I was wrapping up anyways. I was just the defense was frustrating because I think players who they trusted not to make threes or mathematically are okay with shooting threes made it. Um, and then the offensive rebounds was a thing. And then I thought there were some spacey possessions that, to their credit, they did clean up in the second half. And I think they played a lot better. Um, so weird defensive game for the Celtics. Up and down defensive game for the Celtics. I would say pretty. Dichotomous, which I learned is a new word today because uh, I used it in an article no, <clears> game <throat> for the Celtics, but they brought it back. Yeah, you know, cooking, cooking offensively. And I felt like a weird game. And I think it felt like a weird game because they didn't shoot particularly well from three. But this was still <clears throat> excuse me. Sorry, it's in my throat. This was still a pretty. um I don't want to use the word dominant offensive performance, but I'm going to anyways, because I, I think they got pretty much whatever they wanted. They didn't shoot well from three Tatum in particular had a bad shooting night. Um which I assumed was what you were going to talk about when you looked at the box score and saw him shoot two I said, of thirteen. Oh boy, um, two of thirteen. <laughs> yeah, Do not I a need good shooting. Complaining again? No, I don't think many of them were too too bad. I think there were a few pull ups, obviously, that he probably shouldn't have taken, as is usually the case. Um, he did miss some I open mean,
1: catch and shoot ones that he usually. Yeah,
0: does. He, he was missing some open ones. But regardless, I think it was a the reason I say I think it was a good offensive game. Tatum seven assists, Horford eight assists, Jalen six assists, D White seven yeah. assists, Cornette. Uh, or Pritchard two assists, O'Shea, two, Kristaps had one two, uh, and Kristaps cooked from the field, got whatever he wanted. Derek White, great fourth quarter. Um, Peyton Pritchard had a nice, nice night. Jalen Brown seven of eleven, right? Like they
1: quietest fifteen I've ever seen. I was like, did he have another bad game? No, he just didn't <laughs> force anything, which yep. is and... a great sign for the team. I'm not going to keep talking forever, but I like to see that he's like one of the top guys and he's willing to just sacrifice shots on a day like today where. <laughs> everybody else has it. Sure. I'll take 11 shots. Why not? No need to force it mm-hmm. And the assists are there. Good for him.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I think if you take away Tatum's poor night, like he just didn't play particularly well, he shot actually he, poor night from three. He was great in the paint, but he just didn't have his three point shot. And again, I mean, we we can watch some of the threes if we want to put them on the screen right now. Um, I don't think many of them were like, there were definitely a fair share of pull-ups, but if you take Tatum's three point shots away, the Celtics shot fifteen of quick maths thirty six, which is pretty good. <laughs> like what's fifteen to thirty six? That is Google help me it's out roughly here. Roughly like three for seven. Forty two percent. Forty two percent. It's pretty good. <laughs> like so, if you take away that, I think all of the threes the Celtics took um, and made were good threes. It's just Tatum had a cold night and he made up for it with seven assists nine rebounds like I don't think Tatum was horrendous in this game I just think he didn't score well which is gonna happen from time to time <laughs> even for Jason Tatum um, and the Celtics shot well in the paint I-, I thought they made up for it with a pretty relentless uh, attack inside um, so credit to them uh, I don't think this was a-, a bad game I just think it was a weird game um, because it felt like like, like we said defensively it felt like there were some stops they could have done a little bit better on offensively the three ball wasn't as there It felt like because of Tatum but realistically like five of ten D. White two of four Pritchard four of nine Horford two of four Porzingis. like they're making threes it's just Tatum wasn't making threes uh, and he noticed it because he's Jason Tatum and everyone <laughs> watches Jason Tatum so um I don't know like I said I just felt like a weird game to me it felt like a February game
1: one thing about the defense I forgot to mention I'm kind of in this is not the first time we've heard this like uh, mentality i'm sick of hearing them be like whatever like the guy we left open made his open shots your team is good enough where you don't have to be like we'll leave one guy wide open because we can't cover everybody rotate work harder you don't have to leave somebody wide open to play defense you just don't it's different if you're playing against ben simmons then you can leave him somebody i'll use xavier tillman because off the top of my head i know he's not making a lot of threes somebody like that you can leave him but like sadiq bay the man joe was on the bench is a bench coach when the man was lighting them up on the pistons he's seen that this guy can make threes i know he's not shooting a very high clip on the season but still like he's an nba player that showed you he can make these shots it's not going to be like a revelation when they go in if you're not going to cover them the same thing went i think it was herb jones they mentioned and after the pelicans win like you can't just be like all right like we're just not going to cover this guy
0: that's not what they did really yes that's not what he did and that's not what they meant like
1: that's what it sounded like when you said that i only mentioned i know somebody in the comments would be like exactly what i'm saying
0: i know but it's it's NBA offenses, like, they're going to – you're not going to be able to, like, cover every single shot. You can, like you said, rotate, and you can get good contests off on the guys you leave open. Because, like, Trae Young's an elite offensive player. As much as I know you don't like him, he drives and kicks, and he gets good shots for his team. That's what he does. And to their credit, like, I I pulled him up here while you were talking because I didn't feel like they just left Sadiq Bay open. No, some of them were made. the Shots he made were covered, almost all of them, right? Like if anything, the ones he missed in the second half are the only opens one, ones he got all game. Ready? Look, we'll take a look here. This one, um, <clears throat> first shot of the game, Sadiq Bay is going, gets across, Tatum. I mean, <laughs> rotated, stayed him in his face, drilled on his hands, right?
1: That's the only like next real one, one
0: thing. Sadiq Bay gets it over there. Chris stops right in front of him, right? Drills in in, in his face, right? Uh next one, I think this was the Cornette one, cornet. jumps into him and uh, Hmm. Bay gets mad and like kicks up and trips him on the way. That That should have been a flagrant by the way. Um, This one was open because they drove and kick and got him a good shot. is what it was because they helped in the paint um, and he he makes it. uh, How many more makes does he have? I think he has two more makes. One more make. Uh, They find him. Horford doesn't get out in time because he's trying to help in the paint. That was an open one if you wanted to pick. And then the two in the second half he took. The two in the second half he had were open and he perked them both because, to be clear... One of them was he's huge. Not a,
1: this is the big one. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. He's not a great three-point shooter. <laughs> um, and so I don't think when Joe is saying, like, he's shot this, like, that's part of the plan. I don't think it's as much we're not going to cover him. I think it's if we want somebody taking the shot, we're OK with him taking the shot. We're still going to play defense on him. It's just we'd rather do that with Sadiq Bey in our minds than Trey Young in our minds, than Bogdanovich in our minds. He had, he said about Bogdanovich, he's like, well, I mean, they got Trey Young on the team and Bogdanovich who's fucking killed us the last 10 times we played him. So like, yeah, you yeah, got to yeah. find a way to funnel shots to the guys you are more comfortable. I think that's a better phrasing. I think it's not. You know this guy made a shots because we left him open i think this is the guy we are more comfortable with taking some of these looks but we'll st- like they're still trying to contest them i don't think it's it's necessarily as extreme as we're gonna leave him open sure. unless you get hit with like a, a ben simmons or a whatever you know what i'm saying the nfl season is wrapping up
1: and there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, america's number one sports book right now new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a five dollar bet that's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. Now, the app is so easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays, find bets in the new Explore tab, make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays, and more. So visit fanduel.com slash Boston and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. To their credit tonight, I mean, they did play defense on the majority of the ones. I mean, they played like half of well, the ones he made um i just i i don't like that being the fallback as well this guy made shots well i don't know other guys didn't it, do, it doesn't mean give up 67 points in the first half like this is a, this is gonna fuck them at some point and it's gonna be really annoying i don't know what it's gonna be and i hope it does i hope i'm wrong but the um i don't want to say lackluster because i don't think that was lackluster but the mindset of oh well, it happens, I don't love. And I don't love it with like the missed shots either. Like Tatum was six of eight inside the two point inside the three point line. Maybe take more of them. He was getting his way going to the basket. He looked great. Like, I don't know if you need to take 13 threes today. He he yeah, and- on the season is not a player that I need to see take 13 threes. If he if it's he's Jason Tatum, it's the same it's Sadiq Bey, it's the same thing. There needs to be adjustments when things don't go well. Maybe this is a Missoula thing. People in the comments will probably point at that. I don't know if it is a Missoula thing. I think it might be a Tatum thing where he has to make the read say, well, maybe I should go inside. Now, if you're pulling them up, there were some that were fine. But there were some that like it was there was a when Atlanta made the run at the end of the game, the Celtics were up five. They had the ball. And he said, Look how cool these dribbles are, and then did a step back. Maybe not. There's some, there
0: some that are bad. Yeah, There's some that, that are bad. Yeah, That is the
1: worst time for a bad three when sure. you're reeling. They're lucky sure. that they bricked the one that we just watched.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Can you replay? We're that watching one the
0: Tatum threes just... now. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. We're watching I, the I Tatum threes.
1: Now. Looking at the box on my top screen. All right. Let's see. We're watching the
0: Tatum threes now for audio listeners. Tatum gets it, pulls up. Bogdanovich, Bogdanovich was there, but he's been. That's a shot Tatum has been taking and making for months. Um, that's not a great one. I don't hate that, but one. it's a catch and shoot. He's there. Um, he's again, the the this is, is a shot Tatum's making. That's open. Good shot. A wide open three. Good shot. Open. <clears throat> yep. Fine shot. First quarter. Uh, this was, late this was a late shot clock. Wide open. Open. Sh- open shot. He made it. Yeah. Got it. Next Tatum three. We got. Sorry. For audio listeners, this might be program, oh, no, program no. for you. Tatum, he's fine with that. Open. Fine with that shot. That's one he's been taking all season. That that handoff three or or dribble around a screen three has been fine all season. Bad. Don't love it as much, but Patty Mills is small, but that's that's fine. I'll give you that one. Um, not ideal, not the best. Open, good, wide shot. open three, wide open three. three. Missed it. Misses the next you one. Got one shot as well. Wide open again. Fine shots. Uh, this is gonna be the miss so what we have two bad ones so far I mean maybe one he could have drove
1: but it is wide open off the catch from the same spot
0: wide open three <laughs> uh not uh, you're greatest. probably just dis- you're just gonna dislike it. I'm okay with it that's one of the ones where we split that's fine uh this one wasn't great I didn't like it and I assume you the same and you made it so yeah, that, made it. <laughs> there you go that i was show, it live, show and I you I was
1: like damn <laughs> mm-hmm
0: Uh, not a good one. I'll give you it. That's two. Um, is this, does he take this one too? No. Next one. Let's see. Not great. Not great.
1: So we've had three and two to three,
0: two to three. Yeah. Also not all in the fourth quarter. Sure. That's fine. At three of them were. Yeah. Okay. Some not great. We went
1: through all four in the fourth. You were like, we were like bad, bad. Or did we split on one?
0: Uh, only three of his bad ones were the worst. Well, one of them was a make, so I'm, I wasn't including that.
1: Well, you were like, I didn't like that one. And then it went in.
0: Sure, sure. Okay, fine. fine, fine, fine. Uh, we, we were split on one though. We were split on one. I was fine with it. You were like, I don't love it. Uh, it was but this that,
1: one. those are attempts 9 through 13. And yeah. they were all forced. It was evident it was not his day.
0: Yeah, he could have drove. He should have drove. Sure, yeah. I'm not gonna fight you on it. That's fine. Um, He's been better lately. Uh, this was a bad game shooting wise yeah can use the drive more um can be and better I'm not that miserable
1: I'm not gonna... but like there are like a things to improve on you know like yeah. they won like good they buckled down and played good enough to get across the finish line in the fourth quarter it would have been better if they didn't like scare everybody <clears throat> but aside from yeah. that I thought they were very impressive in the fourth so that's more of what I want to see from a team that I want to begin to trust in the playoffs I think we've yeah, seen yeah, he the should... trends. Defense needs to tighten up. Shot selection should tighten up. Besides that, can't complain too, too much, even though I just spent yeah. a lot of time complaining.
0: No, yeah, he should have drove more for sure. I'm not I'm not gonna fight you on it. Um, I do think you missed a bunch of open ones, like realistically, if you he look did? at like you know, XG in, in soccer, like expected shot, like this probably should have been a like a five for thirteen night rather than a two for 13 night, which, which is basketball like all much better, but there's
1: one on Twitter. It's like, I don't want to say real shot percentage, but it's like in the playoffs, they'll post the shot quality. Maybe just shot quality. I don't know the name
0: for it, but I know what you're talking and about. It's like they this team should sixers. have won based on the shots. Yeah.
1: They
0: yeah. So uh, that's why I'm not too like upset with it. Like, yes, they were, they, those were ill time. Those are the example of ones I won't fight you on. Cause you probably should have drove in. They're not even probably, you should have drove in those spots and not taken the threes. Mm-hmm. Um, But he's been better at it lately. I'm not like going to kill him over one game. Just, and for what it's worth, I do truly believe that this stuff will fix itself in the postseason. Like, I don't think Tatum's going to settle for a lot of those shots in the postseason. I I believe that. I'll be happy. And maybe I'll be wrong, but I truly believe that in the postseason, (laughs) excuse me, they're going to fight for their shots more, especially considering teams are going to focus on him a lot more. I just think Uh, they have too many
1: weapons for that. I mean, Derek White and Porzingis were awesome, especially the fourth. Derek White was the best. He came out red hot. He helped them build the lead. He made some tough ones. He had that six step back that he had to take at the buzzer, Mm -hmm. and he drilled it. Like, I don't know. Derek White steps up in big moments. So that's a good trust thing. Porzingis continues to be nails on crunch time shots. He made the dagger. And Mm -hmm. I swear. I don't know what the ongoing tally is, but my guess is 13 of 20. He is in crunch time moments on shots.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. And I will say, and I'm not disagreeing with you that those were bad Tatum shots. They were objectively because I get a lot of shit in the comments. I've gotten this guy defends Tatum too much. He sucks. No, I just try to be reasonable because there's, I'm not mm-hmm. saying this is you, but there are a lot of people out there who genuinely think like Tatum sucks, which is like insane to me. Um, t- the re Like I I'm not advocating for those shots, but, because he takes them and can make them, teams have to guard them. And so you look at a shot like this, right? This is a close game, two point game. Tatum has the ball, could have shots. It got two defenders jumping. And like that, that is all Tatum. That play was completely Tatum. That is because Tatum is Tatum and he had been taking those shots. And even though he's not hot on the day, he's having a bad shooting night. He draws two entire defenders to guard just him, drives forces Garrison Matthews to drive over or else he'll get a free dunk or dump off pass. And Derek white gets perhaps the most open three I've seen all season. And he nails it. That is all Tatum. And he had three assists in the fourth quarter, Jason Tatum. And so as much as the shots were bad and he did take some bad shots, that's just a pass and play that not to credit like him completely, but like he is a, like, look, Steve Bay guarding, guarding gets by draws two, (laughs) wide open, (laughs) wide open. And he nails it at the end of the shot clock. So, for, for all the faults in Tatum, and I, I absolutely agree that he can get better and those shots are bad shots. Like You also have to acknowledge that the fact that he takes those shots and can make those shots creates so many opportunities for his teammates, and he has been a lot better at finding them in those spots this season.
1: Yeah, those were all great plays. The Porzingis read was great in a big moment, especially after he had come down and missed the three before. It was a good read. It was like a true read the room moment. And he set up the guy that was wide open. Same with Derek White early in the quarter. Helped him get going. Those are the plays that are important. And I, I want to clarify, I am not like the commenters. I don't think he sucks. I know.
0: I, I know, think I know, he's I
1: know. very good. And the reason <laughs> I get so upset is because I just think it's lazy
0: at times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like You could have fast.
1: more of those plays. You could probably have four more of those plays instead of I will of say. Threes.
0: I agree, but I will say I do think it is important he keeps taking at least some of them to keep the defenses honest. And I yeah. believe that. I truly Every once in that.
1: a while is fine. I mean, Maybe we not in those spots. The first, the, the first chunk of them, I was like, that's fine. Like, you know, you live with that. Uh, no, I'm even corner. talking.
0: I'm even talking about the ones you take. I even think it's important for him to take at least a couple of those a game just to keep the defense honest because he can make them. And if he just stops taking them completely, they'll stop guarding it. And you, you like – not in the spots. I a hundred percent fourth quarter spots. You got to know your moments, but I do think taking some of those games is fine and a good thing for the offense. I mean, if they Uh, lost that
1: that, that one, when they were up five, would have made me jump off my deck?
0: Sure. (laughs) Sure. Um, Also, before we wrap up here, um, we can talk just for like two minutes about Xavier Tillman. Cause we didn't talk about him on this pod because it happened after we recorded the pod. Sure. Um, so Celtics did trade for Xavier Tillman. Again, if you'd like to know our full thoughts, we reacted to the news on the channel. You can go check out the video. at How about them Celtics on YouTube? Um, <clears throat> that said, Good move. I like it. They talked very highly of him. I'm going to write an article with some quotes from some Grizzlies writers that I reached out to about their thoughts. Uh, Tatum, and, and, or not Tatum, but uh, Joe Mazzula gave his thoughts uh, on the Tillman move after the game. Uh, let me read the quote uh, from. Oh, he said tough. Joe on Tillman. Sorry, I just have to find it really quick. Sorry. Um, sorry. I remember when he
1: talked about his toughness.
0: He did emphasize his toughness. Oh, I know why I can't find it because I transcribed it already and it's not on Twitter. Uh, he said uh, he's skilled, toughness, well-coached. Said they paid a lot of attention to him because of the team he plays where the coach he has. I think his defensive versatility uh, and he has really good numbers against some of the top teners in the league and his pick and roll defense and rim protection pretty good. Talked about versatility. Uh, he did say toughness that he can pass as well. High IQ. Talked about getting up to up to speed in their defensive schemes. And then the in, the answer that I thought was best or that I thought was the most important. Um, he talked about Jared Weiss asked him about like all oh, the switchability that Tillman brings to the table. And Joe goes, yeah, I mean, it's important for our bigs to be versatile. They have to be able to. And I think that's where KP has grown in our system. And I think where Allen Luke got their foundation tools to our defense is because they have the ability to change matchups every possession. They have the ability to guard different guys. They can navigate off-ball communication. They can switch, and they can change their depth and pick and rolls. So it's one of the most important positions in our defense is our bigs and their ability to be versatile. So he's shown that. We just have to continue to coach him on it and get him up to speed in our system. So I'm looking forward to it. Seems very high on the defensive fit of Tillman. Uh, Tillman's been a really good Defender, where he's been, I, I saw a bunch of stats that was like he's in the 99th percentile of, of defensive centers. He's out. He's like the only player in the league averaging a block and a steal a game under 25 minutes. Like he's a serious defensive piece. And all the guys I talked to uh, Adam, <coughs> Adam Memphis, like one of them said, he's one of the only guys in the league who can claim to successfully have guarded LeBron James and Nikola Jokic in the postseason. <laughs> so like, Celtics got a guy that is very highly thought of on defense.
1: Do you think that he may have more of a role than? Everyone is making it out to be then because from what you're saying, it sounds like, Hey, get ready to watch games from the bench, buddy Luke Cornette.
0: I don't think he completely eats up Luke's minutes. Oh, I do think so mad. I know, I do think it will be at least at first. I do think I said on the pod, somebody got mad that I said I think Luke is a better player. Or on I saw or that, that's than, why
1: I saw someone get really mad out of it.
0: I believe for this Celtics team, Cornette is probably the better fit right now just because he knows how they play. And to the Celtics' credit, this is a pretty intricate defensive scheme. They switch a lot. They change their coverages a lot. They do a lot of different things on defense. And Luke is used to that because he's been with the team for a couple years now. I think at their best, Tillman could probably be the better fit. He's a very good rebounder and a very good switchable defender. He's just small. He's 6'8". So he doesn't have the same size as Luke. If he can get comfortable... I think he's a better player than Luke, but I don't think he's the better fit. So I wanted to clarify myself there because I didn't. The comment just get so mad Some
1: people that. say I read them. New I read Grant. Them.
0: I think that's fair. I think he's a better defender than Grant which is saying a lot because Grant's a really good defender. I don't think he's anywhere close to the offensive player Grant is. I don't, he, He's right. very raw on offense. He needs to figure that out where he can make his impact there because one of the words I heard from a, a Grizzlies reporter was non-vertical, so not getting a lot of athleticism there <laughs> from Mr. Right. Tillman, but he throws his weight around. Uh, I'm very excited. I like Tillman. He seems like the exact type of player Celtics fans will get very attached to, so I, I'm very excited for Tillman. It's
1: pretty cool <laughs> that you went and talked to all those people. I can't wait to see what you come up with. I just,
0: I just DM them on Twitter. Let's yeah, them.
1: but still, like, I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't have thought to do that. Maybe it's yeah, dumb, just, but I would have been like, let's just, watch yeah. YouTube clips and see what I think <laughs> instead uh, of actually asking the people that know. Uh, little NBA updates. I think we should just go through trades that happen today, too. Sure. Since Just since we didn't talk about it earlier. Yeah, our Pistons once again active. Monte Morris to the Timberwolves in exchange mm-hmm. for maybe I should have had them up, dumbass. Uh, <laughs> Monte Morris got traded to the Timberwolves. Uh, Fantecchio, which we already talked about, traded to our Pistons. Uh, Celtics obviously made the trade today. And was there anything else
0: that happened? Uh, Monte Morris to the Timberwolves, you said Fontecchio to the Pistons. Happened. That might be it. I think that might actually be it. Let me let me double check. I was afraid of um, one. I think those two are the, are the only ones that happened. Um, I don't even know where I should look. Uh, yes, Monty Morris to Timberwolves.
1: Bruce Brown. Troy Brown, Shake Milton, twenty thirty second rounder, go to Pistons. Uh, Pistons. Celtics. Mm-hmm. Yep. Fontecchio and that's an NBA article. Up Sixers
0: about. completed. Brogdon is something that we missed. Oh. Um, Pelicans and Nets asked about DeJounte. So there's that as well. Um, DeJounte was dripped out in a sweatsuit today. <laughs> that he was. Jazz are eyeing Bruce Brown. Warriors, Sixers, and Heat looking at a Linux. Um Steve Kerr said team can, quote, do something special without making a trade, so they're f- fucked. Good mindset. Um,
1: <laughs> Good thing he's not the GM.
0: Uh, yeah. yeah, I think that's about it. I think that's got it. All right. uh, any final thoughts before you throw it over to our passels? Final thoughts on the all game? Right. Let's throw it back over. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. I thought you said, I thought when you said all right, I thought you meant like, okay, let's throw it over.
1: Oh. Uh, nah, I mean, defense needs to tighten up. I thought Porzingis was great. And I would love to see them go to him more. Like, I don't know. I also one thing I will say about Porzingis. He needs to be more aggressive when he gets guard switched on to him. The, the Patty Mills thing,
0: is that what you're talking about?
1: Yeah. The turnaround flicks Pissing are great all. and all, but also, I don't know, drop step those fuckers like it's 2K.
0: Dude, I'm pulling this off. I know exactly what you're talking about because I turned to Bobby Kritzky. I said, What the fuck are we doing? <laughs> uh and Bobby was like, Yeah, he, Bobby was like, He doesn't look dribbling when he posts up in like sure but then get deeper when you post up like just get deeper into the paint before you do it because like that was uh, i don't even know where i would find it uh it was one he of his misses right he quarter. didn't make the shot
1: yeah he didn't make, did he it.
0: make the shot or did he miss it okay he so mean. he missed six on the night so he had a pretty good game uh sorry for audio okay let me see it's in
1: the second half for sure
0: it's probably this one this one or the other one yeah this one yep, look this at this it. i'm because sorry the
1: man catches it at the high school three-point line
0: <laughs> come on get deeper or dribble, put it on the floor and then make a pass. That's it, Patty Melville. He's six feet tall. Anyways, that's a nitpick, but I, I agree. I saw the same thing live time. I was like, what the hell are we doing? Uh, all right. Yeah. Let's, See, I can us uh, yeah. Other people. <laughs> Fuck you. Let's throw it over to our past selves for the rest of the show. All right. Thank you to our past selves for breaking down that Celtics Hawks game. Uh, I, it, it, it's weird this time of year because unless it's a marquee matchup, it's just like, oh, they've got another game. Like we're, We've kind of gotten into that slog of like it's January, a lot of stuff going on, especially with the trade deadline taking up most of the rumors. Um, we'll see what went down in that Hawks game. But uh, yeah, we currently, as we're recording the rest of this pod, have no idea what happened. So let's jump into the trade yeah. deadline stuff because There's that's all around. we've been talking about uh, for the past X amount of days. Celtics trade deadline roundup is what we're going to rock with. We recorded Talk and Seas with Bobby Kuritsky of SI Media Group, which went out last night to recap some of the latest ones. So we'll go over those here and then we'll sort of just round out all of the potential options for the Celtics. So, coming from Brian Robb of Mass Live, um, Celtics are interested in three Jazz players. Uh, one of which is no longer available. But Kelly Olynyk, Kriston, and Simone Fontecchio. Simone Fontecchio, who is now a Detroit Piston, which we'll talk about later, uh, potentially some of the implications, et cetera, et cetera, how they could potentially potentially affect the Celtics. We'll get to that in the NBA section later. Um, but Olynyk and Kristan still available on the market. I'm kind of glad Simone Fontecchio is in Detroit because he pronounces his name wrong. And all bad things should go to Detroit. So see you later, Simone. Go take your incorrect pronunciated name uh, and take it elsewhere. But in addition to that, Jake Fisher, friend of the pod of Yahoo Sports, noted that the Celtics have Lonnie Walker IV and Otto Porter Jr. on their radar. So, what, what do we think? That's five players, now four because Fontecchio was gone, uh, that the Celtics could potentially be interested in. Again, we can kind of speed run through this and then get to the recap because we talked about this on Talking Seas, which you should all go check out. So, thoughts, Sam, on those rumors. So,
1: top. Ta- I, I guess we'll, I'll, I'll do a quick power rankings, right? We'll, we'll go Chris Dunn, number one. He, fills, he, he to me, seems like the most likely person they could bring in to be a rotation piece. I know from what we've heard trickle out so far, that's probably not going to be the case. It's going to be like a Muscala type that's uh, there. But, I mean, he was kind of brought in as an extra wrinkle guy, like another big player that could shoot threes, that kind of deal. So I could see avenue where they treat Dunn like that where it's like, oh, we need a defensive guard to go out there and get us some stops or bring some energy or something rather than Pritchard who's only 6'1". I can see that. Uh, Olenek is just like a tough get to me like with all the different hoops you would have to jump through and unlike Caruso who we discussed on uh, Talk and Sees, it doesn't feel like if you had to give up Pritchard, you'd plug the hole that is left by him leaving. So I don't love that. Even though you could get Chris Dunn back, and that kind of, you know, he fills the T.P. Kelly Olynyk does not. So I suppose you could do that. Lonnie Walker is the second most exciting guy. I think his play style fits. He's I actually mean,
0: the fourth. Sorry, I, I, he's it's Lonnie. It's like you called him the second. Uh-huh. And he's his name is Lonnie Walker. The fourth. It, it was a layup. I had to do it. I'm sorry. I see. Sorry. Yeah. It's it, okay. It had to be done. Okay. <laughs> it had to be done.
1: But I I find him despite being the fourth, the second most intriguing because he shoots threes at a high volume and makes them at a high volume. If you're going to play on the Celtics and come off the bench, you have to be able to do that. So he at the very least could be a new, hey, everybody else is cold. Go out there and try your best guy. But also, I mean, I don't know. He's kind of exciting. He does super cool dunks every once in a while. Like he could be an added spark off the bench. He won the Lakers a playoff game last year time for him to, like, kind of make make things right, even it out, win the Celtics some games.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'd be yeah. fine with that.
1: Auto Porter washed. Kelly Olynyk too expensive. But yeah. I, would, I would flip them. Olynyk third, Porter washed fourth.
0: Yeah, those are pretty unrealistic, I would say. Um, and then, obviously, Fontecchio gone. But I, I like Dunn. I like Walker a little less, but he's fine. Like, I wouldn't complain about it. Dunn is really, like, I think this guy could legitimately play, like, some minutes for the Celtics this season like I, I don't think anybody they trade for unless they go big swing Caruso Olenek which I just don't see happening um no one's gonna play in the playoffs but Chris Dunn could like give you some regular season minutes and I mean I guess in a pinch if you need him to play some defense in the playoffs he could but I, I think that's the level uh, that Chris Dunn plays at and I think that's why he's probably up there in the power rankings for me Lonnie Walker's fine and he probably could play but I just I The past two seasons when when he's played super well, it's because he's been in positions where he can have the ball in his hands a little bit more than he usually does um, or than he would have in Boston because he's not going to have the ball in his hands in Boston. He'll be an off-ball player, a catch-and-shoot guy, which I just don't know if he's going to be great in that role. So that's the concern there, but uh, I like um, Dunn, and I like – Olenek but Olinic's not realistic so Chris Dunn's it for me in that sense other trade rumor roundup other stuff obviously we had the stuff from Adam Himmelsbach <clears throat> saying it would be a quote surprise if they don't make at least a minor move yeah this stuff from Michael Scotto saying they'd be willing and they're looking at potentially stacking up these salaries Bobby Karitsky on Talk and See says he loves the idea uh, of an Alex Russo trade uh, last night what what are your thoughts? Who's your top guy? I know we talked about Pat Bev on our video that went out this past morning. We talked about Trenton Watford, who's a guy I really like who I like this summer as well. What's your ideas like? What what do you got cooking up in there? If there was an idea ideal, excuse me, Celtics trade deadline, what would it be for you at this point? Not a whole lot
1: cooking upstairs for me per usual, but.
0: I mean, we talked with Bobby about
1: Caruso and and the way he laid it out is you give up Pritchard and the rest of your bench and then whatever picks. And it doesn't sound that bad because unlike bringing in who makes around the same money, you're plugging the holes by bringing in somebody to do it instead of having to go make a separate trade to get Chris Dunn to eat the Pritchard minutes, which I don't think works full time. But Caruso does work full time. He shoots threes just as well, plays more defense. It would be an upgrade while you're giving up guys that aren't even seeing minutes. And it just makes more sense to go in that direction. So I like that. I like Pat Bev just from a, I think it's fun standpoint. I think um, he's hilarious. He did the camera thing last year. He has a perpetual chip on his shoulder. And I think he would be somebody that the crowd embraces at the very least. I mean, you you have the video of him on on the table flipping out after they won the playing game in Minnesota. Bring that energy here. Imagine him on the table; it would be sick. Uh, as far as other guys, I don't have. I mean, Tori Craig's fine. We we didn't mention him.
0: Pat Bev on the brain—that's where we're at right now.
1: Yeah, Pat Pat Bev is on the brain, but Tori Craig's fine. Uh, just not a whole lot of other guys jumping out. Like a lot of the bad teams have guys that would give up, but they don't fit the TPE. Yeah. So it's tough to be like, oh, like what if? Phoenix wants to give up somebody. It's not going to happen. Like no teams that had to build out rosters using low salary guys have failed because they've had the talent at the top to keep them afloat so far.
0: I will say the only exception I could see is if they make a move, like a Phoenix makes a trade and they have to trade somebody and then that person gets bought out. Like I, I'm not like using him as an example of somebody the Celtics should get, but like Robert Covington, if the Sixers make a move and he ends up going out, like some, you know, what I'm saying, like somebody become available from that perspective. I don't know who would be, like, in Phoenix specifically. Like, there was the rumored package to the Hornets that included like a Kogi and Nas Little. Like, I would like a Kogi, but he seems like a guy that the Hornets would just be better off keeping around and, and rolling with because he's a good defender, could probably fit okay next to Lamelle Ball. Um, <clears throat> so, like, you can see buyouts come across from that realm but um the the issue is figuring out who it would be what it would be etc etc i like Trendon Watford. like i mentioned on the video we did the other day i think he's good i think he's a quality player that could give you some mixed mass excuse me mixed match four or five minutes off the bench uh, in a pinch i don't think he would play a ton but i don't think you need anybody who plays a ton past that I still like the ideas of a Dean Wade, John Contr because they're under contract for a few years. Like You, you can have them as trade chips. Uh, same with Nick Richards if the Hornets want to give him up, but I don't really see that happening. Uh, Najee Marshall's also fine. Torrey Craig's fine. Under Drummond's whatever. Torrey Craig's whatever. Um, Javon Carter would be cool, I guess, for some defense, but I don't know how much the Bulls want to give him up. He's not a name we've talked about a lot, but he's, he's there in Chicago as well it's just weird. I also don't know how much Chicago is going to be willing to trade. They want to compete, which is, is what it is at this point. Cause they're something special uh, over there, but yeah, I don't know. We'll have to see what ends up happening. Um, it'll be interesting. trade done, then. We'll be live for it. Like I said, come hang out with us. Uh, this has been the Celtics trade room roundup. Hopefully last time we have to do this on a pod <laughs> and we'll just do it. On, we'll do it on the stream and then we'll be done, done for the year. Uh, all right. Next thing we got, Sam, you wrote an article about something that we've been arguing about for months. You wrote about the two-for-one for for Celtics blog. Very well received. It was a very good article. Shout out to you. Thank you. Props. Um, What'd you find? We don't have to spend too long on it because, I mean, we've talked about this probably more than anybody else in the Celtics universe. But what'd you find? What were the results? Et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So if you don't know,
1: I went back and I watched all the two-for-ones. All, every single one. The uh, Celtics took, I think, 107 opportunities out of a possible roughly 150 through the first one, uh, one. first 50 games. So usually it only is going to happen in the first three quarters, right? Because at the end of the game, you're not necessarily going to go for two for one. So they do a pretty good job at ensuring that they are in position to take the mathematical advantage. Do they do the best job at taking advantage of the math advantage. Uh, They do a pretty good job. So the Celtics, despite what your eyes will tell you, outscore their opponents, I think it was just under 50% of the time, 53 out of the 107, and then they only get outscored like less than 25% of the time. So they're pretty... Pretty reliable when they have the ball. I mean, as you should be. If you're getting two shots to the opponent's one, you should be able to win a lot of the time. But they did a really, really great job at making sure they at least don't bite themselves in the ass. Because the reason why I wrote this article was, I think it was the Nuggets game. They did a two-for-one. Holiday took a step back. They got the stop, gave up an offensive rebound, then had to run down the court and just Pritchard threw up a prayer. And I was like, this was such a waste, they got two bad shots and they still get outscored. So I was like, let's go back and look. The takeaways, and, and if you want like, all the detail details, you can go and look. It's like Tatum takes the most shots. They shoot a little bit lower than they do traditionally on the season. That'll come with the rushed looks, which you can live with, I guess, if if you want to go for the math advantage. But what they really should do is continue to do this but just become the absolute best at it. If you can give yourself an opportunity to get more shots on the opponent and also do a good job at creating the best looks for yourself, it's going to change your life. It's the NBA. You're not going to get open shots every single time. But overwhelmingly, they were taking contested looks. Again, it's going to happen. Guys are going to close out. But if you're able to get yourself quicker looks, through an action, it could make them that much more dangerous at the end of the quarters. Because ending quarters is a very important part of the game. You don't want to spend 11 minutes building up a lead and then see it disappear because you couldn't close. We've seen bad Celtics teams or 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 teams that were competitive but didn't have it in the past do that. And it, it hurt them. I, I just think back to the 15 playoffs when they played Cleveland for the first time and it was the season they traded for Isaiah, they played well. They just didn't close quarters and it cost them the series to get swept. It could have been much more competitive if they could just take control and do the best job of ensuring that they don't fall apart before the buzzer sounds. So I'd like to see more Porzingis post-ups, obviously. That's just always my thing. But they don't really post up much at all in the two for one. And somebody commented and was like, well, they could get double teamed and then they waste time, which is fair. But you could derive actions to ensure either a quick post up or a quick kick. And it'll still be an open shot. So I think that's the easiest avenue to go. I don't know. What did you think reading it?
0: I mean, I, I felt validated a little bit. I can't lie. (laughs) uh because i've been saying the math thing and preaching it and i know you're not a math guy or or you just you you're eye test guy which respect i understand um i will also say and we i don't want to like this to turn into a whole we argue for five minutes over something that's like whatever i i agree with the concept that they should improve or not even the concept i agree that they they could improve and there could be ways to Uh, maximize the effectiveness of the two for one. But the reason they take so many pull-ups and they don't post up and they don't go through actions is because the entire purpose of the two for one is to utilize the time correctly. And as much as it may take, Oh, it only take like three extra or four extra seconds to set this action or to get into this post up. Like that's usually not three or four extra seconds. They have, if they want to get to the two for one. Uh, which is the whole purpose, which is the math, which I I went over your spreadsheet. And I, I, th- I don't have the exact numbers, but I think the rough numbers are the Celtics are, are outscoring opponents in two-for-one situations, 205 to 130 this season, which is like a pretty significant advantage over the course of a season from uh, mm-hmm. very specific situations. So I think the reason they take up so many pull-ups and maybe they are contested is one, because they need to get to that first shot very quickly. Um, and this is not something that like, I don't think it was a new spreadsheet or it needs to be looked at even, but like I would hazard an educated guess that a lot of the reasons for their contested pull-ups are because one, the opponent knows they're going for the two for one and excuse me two, a lot of the two for ones probably start with less than 40 seconds on the clock. So they realistically only have like five seconds to get that first shot up. Um, and even if it goes in 40% of the time, the fact that you get a second shot makes it worth it, at least mathematically speaking. Um, and so that makes it so they have to go for those, you know, pull up threes. And I am um, I still like the math. I, I think it is very clearly worked out for them. I don't disagree with the idea uh, that they could look to improve it or streamline it in certain ways or, or at least find ways to switch it up. So it's not always Tatum. So the defense will go to Tatum and they maybe they spend one extra second kicking it to Pritchard in the corner or something like that, which I think they have done at times. Um, but. I think the math works. I think there could be ways to improve it. And I think that's really the the best takeaway to have from all of it.
1: The one thing I really regret not tallying was the passes per attempt. Yeah. Because I think that's the thing burned into everyone's brain is Tatum. Just go watch him again. Yeah. (laughs) Tatum just super cool three over defender. And that happened a fair amount, but there were also plenty of catch and shoot threes. Catch and shoot threes were the most common shot across both the first and second shot. So they are having guys just shoot right off the catch, which is probably the best type of three. I mean, statistically it is across the board. I think every team shoots the best from three off the catch. So you're creating the best threes for your most frequent shot, not the worst thing ever. Mm. I just think you could utilize your stars better in these situations. Like you're going to use Tatum, get him a shot that he's better at. He's not good at that shot. He's not. I mean, I think uh Spoonie uh, He has been lately for, though. He's been he's he's heated up again, but he was dreadful for like a month and a half. Spoonie like posted like his splits per dribble and like obviously catching shit from Tatum is the best, and then it like gets worse and then gets better when he does a bunch of dribbles.
0: Uh he gets he in a he rhythm. Is. He's in rhythm. Yeah. I think that's a big part of it. But I think you could get him going downhill
1: a bit more. And, and whether that's off a screen from Porzingis who can fade out for a three or let I me mean, take your pick it's just an interesting thing they could try it's not again, every single time
0: I know and again I agree in theory it's just you usually don't have time for that like 90 percent of the time you're just not going to have time to do that for the two-for-one situation sure um, what if what if you work to get yourself in a position where you have more time whether that's so, are you advocating 30. for the three for two right now? Because that's kind well, of what they, do, you're they definitely do the three for two,
1: <laughs> but if you, if you go to the three for two, right, which is the two for one with an extra possession on each side, you can maybe space out your first shot a little bit. I don't know; sure. it, it's not no, a perfect I, science.
0: You, you're really metagaming it here, and I love it. Yeah, I'm I'm not going to complain. I sorry, I just saw a <laughs> what the fuck are we doing? What's Jake, this? Jake Isenberg just threw across the timeline uh, a Drew Holiday trade, and I'm going to shut down Twitter for now. <laughs> Jake, we love you. What the hell? <laughs> what are we doing, Jake? Please. <laughs> Please. Fuck I'm going to go tell him to delete this. It's Drew and three firsts for olynic and Marketing. <laughs> um. Okay. Uh, we love you, Jake. All of that, we'll leave it there. All right. <clears throat> Next thing uh, we got on the docket, Jalen Brown is reportedly going to compete uh, in the Slam Dunk Contest this year. Now, Sam, it's been all over Twitter. Can you name his opponents? <laughs>
1: uh, yes, I can. Oh, it's I can especially name the ones that aren't in the NBA. I'm trying to think of who the last NBA <laughs> is, but it's him. Mac McClung, who won last year, Jacob Toppin, who was at URI for a season or two, and, oh, my God. Oh, and Jaime Hawkins. Yes, Yes, I can. not sir. Let's go. Hell, yeah. I typically would tell you I don't care, and I kind of don't, but I do care in the sense that Jalen is one of the most exciting guys to watch do super cool dunks. And since he was a rookie, everyone was like, hey, would you be sick? If he did the dunk contest and he's like, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. It would be sick. I think I'm going to do it. So Shams and Chris Haynes have put out there. I think Chris Haynes was actually first hat tip on that one that he's leaning towards doing it. I don't know why they won't confirm it just yet, but I'm pretty sure like the way they're posturing he's in. So I think this is good for the league. They haven't really had stars do the dunk contest a whole lot as of late. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's always just like ended the bench guy. I mean, Matt McClung won last year. He was in the G League.
0: He was nasty though. <laughs> that was really
1: no, no, no. He was great last year, but like nobody really cares about the dunk contest going in. I don't know if it, it it's like a well, they've already done all the dunks, which they kind of have, and then guys lose points because you could be like, well, they did this dunk in whatever year, right?
0: Mm. Yeah, I mean. I was. I'm surprised you're you're pro dunk contest. I thought you were going to say save his legs, don't get hurt, all this stuff. Like be careful, which I understand as well. Like it's not like he's not going to be playing basketball. That's my whole thing. Like don't. I, I'm okay with it. I think it'll be fun. I'm excited to see him do it. Um, when I saw the the shams tweet come across the timeline, uh, he did the whole, you know, Well, this all star could do the dunk contest, and he had to watch the video, which is like, it's the game. Congrats, you got me. Um. And I heard Boston Celtics. I was like, oh, shit. What, the, what is this? <laughs> uh, and it was, it was in fact, Jalen. I, I think it'll be fun. I think it'll be a good time. Uh, I don't think he'll win. I think Mac McClung's going to just cook him again because <laughs> Mac McClung's nasty. But we'll see what happens. Maybe he's got something in the bag. Um, maybe he'll pull something out. Maybe he'll surprise us. All right. I think Jalen's going to be motivated. It's, it's one of those
1: things. Maybe this is like a real, like, conspiracy theory for a dunk contest participant. But maybe... He was kind of always planning to do the dunk contest, but he was like almost like a comedian when they go and they workshop their material and see what works and see what doesn't. And he wanted to make sure he had all of the hits ready to go before he was like, Yeah, I'm gonna do
0: it. Yeah, I I hope he brings out some bangers, man. I will say it'll get me though. And now I'm gonna watch the dunk contest because Jalen's in it. So they got my ass to watch it. (laughs) Got me. All right, speaking of All-Star Weekend. Uh, Adam Silver announced the all star replacements for this year. No Joel Embiid, no Julius Randle. So they're replaced with Trey Young and Scotty Barnes. No third Celtic. Chris Stops, D. White do not get in. Um, Trey Young, I, I I mean, I think we all knew. Maybe you were hesitant to admit I was, that Trae Young. I stand by. Trey Young was always going to get in. He's been having a awesome season since a really rough start. Uh, the Hawks have, you know, been pretty bad, but. He's been playing very well. And uh, as much as winning should matter, I also think you have to take stats into account. And he's been, I mean, 27, three and 11 on 44, 38 splits. Like he's been nasty. Uh, and they've won four of their last five games. They're getting hot at the right time, uh, at least for all-star selection's sake, I should say. Uh, and he's been awesome. So I think he deserved to get in. I have no complaints there. Uh, Scotty Barnes is a bit less cool by me. Uh, I think Porzingis. Uh, or Derek White should have gotten in considering the Hawks, uh, or excuse me, the Raptors are 17 and 33. Although Cam to about to buy on Celtics Lab predicted it, and uh, they got the Canada market, the NBA did get all of Canada to watch the all star game now, so that was probably their goal, and uh, yeah, so. Scotty and hey, listen, I'm not going to sit here and say like all of Canada's TV (laughs) just for Scotty Barnes. I'm I'm not going to sit here and say like Barnes isn't having an all-star season by the numbers like 28 and 6 on 48, 36. It's like he's having an awesome season. He deserves credit, but the Raptors are really bad and that makes it feel not cool (laughs) to me.
1: And I mean, the Raptors are bad. The Hawks are bad and there are now four or three guys. That got in the all-star game over Porzingis slash Derek White. That shouldn't have. Uh, Randall should not have. I stand by it. <laughs> should not have. Uh, don't think Trey Young should have. I don't think the Hawks are good enough to warrant that. And, and Scotty Barnes was the most out of left field one I could have picked. I feel like there are other guys ahead of him that you could have been like, well, what about this guy? Jimmy. You know, or would have been like, yeah. Like, yeah, Jimmy Butler. You could have been like, yeah, yeah. That mm-hmm. makes sense. Like Not Scotty Barnes. I'm just trying to think, like other. Give me a moment to like just a be bull. Like, oh.
0: As much as the bulls suck, the bulls no. are better than the Raptors. They're no. better than the Raptors. They're they better are than better Raptors. than the Raptors, but there's nobody on there that
1: I'm like. What about this guy? I know you're going to say Kobe White,
0: but Kobe White, Um Franz Wagner, like another yeah, maybe. Siakam. Siakam. He switched. He's on a good team now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he switched sides. Uh Jared Allen has been balling. Lately, like I I think there are other guys who could have gotten it. I'm not gonna sit here and complain, but it's just, it's weird. I'm just trying to think of who Thanks I would have me. been mad that
1: got in over Chris Tops.
0: Mm, Scotty, that's probably it. No. I will say, though, could be another spot depending on how this ne- this latest injury shakes out. I don't know if you saw this. Jalen Brunson sprained his ankle last night, uh, against the I forget who they were playing, but he, uh, he sprained his ankle late in the game of a blowout win over the Grizzlies. Um I saw people say like he was walking on it after the game with nothing on it, so it seems like he could be okay. However, only a week till the all-star game, it is a something at least to like eyes on. Like, I don't know what something happened. Um, if there could be another spot opening up, which would be a very funny way for a Celtic to get into the all-star game. But yeah. I saw a Reddit
1: post of this and I thought it was like a joke. Like, no, you got the the guy tweeted and he was like Brunson's down holding his ankle, he's on one knee. He's tying his shoe. Like, a guy's like, oh, like this was a scowl. Like, oh my god, he's dead. Oh wait, never
0: mind. He's no, he hurt himself, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> he did actually hurt himself. I-, I-, I think he'll probably still get like play in the All-Star game and be fine, but I don't know. It- it's just something to keep an eye on now if you'd like to hold out hope. So there is all right. Um, let's move on to the email. See what y'all have to say what we're doing how y'all are doing but before exactly. that let's go to the wheel like i said comment what's popping on the video uh if you'd like a chance to win some in pop needle popcorn ten dollar gift card we got three entries today dennis holland timo and kade dia so let's see who's winning some popcorn timo is back
1: after he said he would not be T- timo said he's doing one more he has to figure out a way to eat somehow whether he's gonna bet all of his food for the week oh no
0: congrats to kd and timo on the brink of success again and gets just just cut off
1: you have uh, to keep trying because you do you're due you are
0: due you are due but we did remember to say it at the start of the show this time so you might have more competition next episode but kd Email us at hbtcpod at gmail.com. We'll get you hooked up with a $10 gift card to in where you can get yourself some great popcorn. So make sure to shoot us an email with your name and phone number. Again, hbtcpod at gmail.com. Hmm. All right. Only one email today. The OG, the legend, RJ, about the trade deadline. What's popping trade deadline data? Even guys, idle time during trade deadline week is a dangerous thing to combat the spate. Of box and rocks trades, the Athletics John Hollinger has a nice breakdown of players who could be traded and why expiring contracts, matching salaries, tax situations. He includes stay-ready guys of fee, Banton, and Stevens as a group under tax situations, citing that moving off from their contracts saved the Celtics uh, 15 mil in cap penalties. My gut feeling is that Brad isn't going to be much of an accountant over 15 mil. If one or several, several, excuse me, are slacking in practice situations, I could see that as more likely reason to jettison them. But no one in the Celtics network of reporters has issued a peep on that front. Be well, RJ. I don't think the Celtics care about money, and also, like, it's not like they're going to be able to just leave those spots open. Like, they have to have at least fourteen guys on the roster, so they would have to bring in minimum contracts anyways. So, All right. it doesn't. Well,
1: matter. that that could make uh are There any? I mean, Blake Griffin, just be like, hey, a little bit of time left. Plus, Nimi could be one of them, right? Nimi. Yeah. Isaiah. <laughs>
0: uh yeah i mean we talked about the trade stuff at the start of the episode uh, i think if the Celtics do anything it'll be to get like adam himmelsbach noted injury insurance quote unquote um, but we will have to see what ends up happening so we can swiftly move on that might have been the shortest email segment we've had in months but we'll swiftly move swiftly move on to the nba section of the show check in with the standings do our podly check-in see what teams are going up see what teams are going down uh and tell you who's going down Bucks. <laughs> Bucks are going down. They've lost 2 in a row, 5 and 5 in their last 10. Doc Rivers era is in the shitter. Uh they're third place in the East now. Cavs are still surging despite playing some better teams as of late after we crapped on them. Credit to the uh, the Cavs, they've been really good since a really terrible start. Um Bucks are falling, Knicks and Cavs are surging. Celtics are still playing not their best basketball, but they developed such a big cushion that 7 and 3 can look bad now which is a luxury terrible. sixers terrible it is terrible but it the fact that it's terrible is is a good sign for the start of the season um pacers five and five in the last 10 76ers four and six heat three and seven everybody else in the east outside of the knicks calves and then the celtics kind of hanging on uh has been really bad really mid lately nobody's been better than five and five outside of those three teams that's um, what we like that's to see right. yeah it's
1: funny because uh is this is this the year where you're the most like wow? Like I don't really feel like anyone's on the same level as the Celtics. I'm getting to that point, kind of yeah. Like, like there's always been like ah oh, like if they play play the Bucs, it'll go seven games. Like e- even if you think they're gonna win, like you know it's gonna be a slugfest. This is more like you know there's nobody who, who who's beating this
0: team. You're not I, are you afraid of the Cavs? I still think the Bucks would put up a good fight because of the talent they have, but. In terms of, I think the biggest enemy of the Celtics this year is now themselves. Officially, it's always been. Always, yeah, it's the, know, the meme,
1: the astronaut. Always has been.
0: This year, more so than past years, and I, st- I still don't like the Heat. I don't care how good or bad they are. It's still, I still don't want to play the Heat in the playoff series. I stand on that. I still think they're a second. Ra- they get to the second round. Oh, later. I would not want yeah. to see them either. No, 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 <laughs> no thanks.
1: They strike fear
0: into the heart every year. I would love if the Heat could just just get into that six seed, bro. Just, just get there. Come on. Get there. Just get into that six seed. Stay out of the play, and I don't want to risk it again. Uh, but well, what, if they, what if they were the seven seed? That's fine, but I don't. They were supposed to be the seven seed last year, and they lost the Hawks, mm-hmm. which was good for the Celtics at the time, but not so much afterwards. Um, all right, next thing. Uh, next thing, let's move to the West Clippers, four in a row, top of the West, Sam, four teams tied for first place Clips, Thunder, T Wolves, Nuggets. Uh, Thunder, T-Wolves, Nuggets all have the same record at 35 and 16. Clippers are 34 and 15, uh, meaning they're ahead in winning percentage, but they're zero games back, and they're all tied uh, in terms of top of the the West. So those four have really, really separated themselves from the next group, which is the Kings, Suns, Pelicans, who are all five, five, and five and a half games back of those guys. Uh, And then you've got the Mavs, uh, Lakers, Jazz, sort of in their own next little pedestal. Of uh, contenders at eight, nine, ten. And then the Warriors, Rockets, not good. (laughs) Struggling mightily. Um, Clippers are hot, though. Nine and one in their last 10. And then the rest of the West is kind of up and down, kind of a mess.
1: I mean, listen, the best part about the West, you only have to play one of them. That's it. It's true. They have a lot of good teams in the top. Minnesota's kind of slipping up a bit. They're kind of. A pumpkin again. Midnight has come. They've struggled quite a bit lately. Of Rui Gobert calling them out to be dogs. Denver's real. OKC is real. They beat the Celtics this year.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Aside from that, like, are you really scared of anyone? Phoenix has recovered quite a bit after being ass. I guess if you really want to be like, well, look at them. Yeah, for them. Other than that, like, nobody really scares you. The thing about the West, it's far deeper than the East. Like, the East is six teams. Then ass.
0: You have 10 teams in the west that are 500 or better. 6 teams. I think it's it's more like 8 teams than ass. I think the Heat and the Magic are fine. Uh, oh, possibly. my bad. It is 8 teams. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah,
1: I was thinking when you get to the plane it gets ugly.
0: It does. It does. You're not wrong, but I think it's like it's a little more. Just, just to give them some some credit, you know what I'm saying? Just give them the Heat and Magic. They're they're fair to do. They're fine teams. They're not. They're not amazing, but they're 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 there. Anyways, all right. Um <clears throat> That's the NBA standings. Let's move on to some more NBA news. We had our first trade of the trade deadline. It was a banger. Simone Fontecchio to the Pistons for Kevin Knox and the Warriors 24 second round pick. Now, you may be asking, why does this matter? Why should we care? Well, one, you shouldn't. Uh, It's just another Celtics trade target off the board. Uh, Well, uh, however, the interesting part, at least in my mind, is this is a 6'9", three-point specialist. I'm not going to sit here and say they can't have too many of those. This makes me question, does this mean they're trading Bogdanovich? Does this mean they're going to get rid of Gallo and or Muscala? Because like they all do the same thing. And so if they're trading this for Fontecchio, Windy Fingers is correct, Sam. What else are they going to get rid of? I don't know what it's going to be. I'm not saying the Celtics can get Bogdanovich, but they could get Gallo on the buyout if they want. They could get Muscala on the buyout if they want. Um, so I just, I just think it's intriguing because it could indicate the Pistons could do more than just this. Yeah, they're probably going to make a
1: big trade now. Like they made their small trade to get somebody that's a decent player that you know a good team like the Celtics might want. Now they're going to go get the big fish. Pistons are back. They've been the most active team in the NBA this season in terms of making trades. This is now their second trade. Yeah, they're in.
0: Hmm.
1: You, you you have to. I mean, Pistons. They have a big hole to climb out of. They are trying to show the fan base they're serious. So they went out and they they gave up draft capital too,
0: right, Jack? Uh, for here, they gave up a, the Warriors yeah. 24 second round pick, yes. Yeah, like that pick's going to be towards the top of the round. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be like the 40th pick. Um, it but, is interesting right. to,
1: to think that they may move on from similar players, though. To your point, it is a good point.
0: <clears throat> we'll see what happens. Next NBA thing, I will say, you can tell when Sam makes the sheet versus when I get the sheet. Uh, when I make the sheet and the topics for the day because it's very vastly different things that we have get. Uh, and you'll see that with the next two topics. Uh, the next thing we've got is Kyrie Irving blames the mayor of New York for the the Nets' failures. Um, he said, thanks, Mayor Adams, for that, bro, which is just super cool, Kyrie blaming a mayor for wanting to keep her city safe during a pandemic because his basketball well, team did work.
1: Hold on. Lose her. The reason why this quote has surfaced is because Kyrie and the Mavs visited Barclays. Uh, they did not do a tribute video. Did you see that? They just said thank you on the big screen. Cool. KD got one. KD they, got a tribute video. For,
0: they did the same thing for Garrett Temple in New Orleans. That's the level Kyrie should Garrett be Temple was also
1: on this graphic. I just, <clears throat> could be wrong. Great. Or it was Seth Curry. Okay. So the fan was courtside and was like, Kyrie played well. He had 36 points. They were like, why didn't you do this when you played for us? He was like, you can thank Mayor Adams for that one, bro. And I saw this originally on Reddit, and I immediately went to the comments. And the top comment was, Mayor Eric Adams took over in January of 2022. Within three months before the playoffs, he had implemented a rule that made athletes exempt from the vaccine restrictions. (laughs) So he's not even blaming the right person.
0: Kyrie's such a fucking loser, man. This is the dumbest. shelf <laughs> was
1: like, yeah, like it was the mayor that made you say all those things about Jewish people or whatever, all the other shenanigans
0: that went I, on. <laughs> I don't have the same, like, basketball-driven hatred for Kyrie as you do. He's, I just think he's – like, this type of shit gets me so angry. Like, what a fucking moron he is.
1: Well, this is the same thing with the Celtics with him. It wasn't
0: his fault. The fans here shouldn't hate him. No reason he
1: didn't do anything wrong. Why did it go wrong in Brooklyn? Oh, it wasn't my fault. Mayor. Oh, you know, whatever. Take your pick on all the things that went wrong. It's just a disaster. He has been a problem everywhere he goes. And I wonder what it's gonna be in Dallas, because it's 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 a coming. <clears throat>
0: Such a loser thing, dude. That it made me so mad when I saw you put on here. What a fucking bomb! Uh, Did you not see that? So, like, that was the first time you would see. Yeah, no, I didn't know he said that. He's a loser. Um, but speaking of, you can tell when Sam makes the sheet. Uh, Tony Brothers got hurt. Uh, in his most recent game, uh, is this Reddit link a the video? Yes. Uh, He got hurt. (laughs) Tells Coach Finch he's checking out. Uh, he got an Achilles issue apparently. Uh, let's take a look at is this him limping a little bit of a
1: limp, a little bit of a limp, the uneven steps. I mean, (laughs) this is important. Like, he was commonly referenced by Tommy Heinsohn as like this guy always has it out for the Celtics. The reason.
0: (laughs) Look like at Nasrin on the bench, like, messing with him. <laughs> He's just <laughs> laughing. <at him. laughs> oh, man. When's the last time we had a ref injury? I mean, this is this is Father Time her. taking victory. I have no idea.
1: Pablo Prigioni just perplexed in the background.
0: Is it going to show the clip of him getting hurt? Or is this uh, just random I don't know about? why it's
1: this long, to be honest. Okay, okay.
0: Uh, but yeah, Tony Brothers got hurt. Was that the extent of this topic? What else? Is that it? <laughs> That's pretty much it. But it is
1: like kind of funny, like a ref got hurt. You just don't see that. It's a big you don't. loss. You and don't. He's, like, he's like the
0: second face of the refs behind Scott Foster. I was going to say, yeah, your boy Scotty is up there number one, obviously. I hope – thoughts and prayers. <laughs> thoughts hope he's all right. Hope he's,
1: can you get back for the playoffs? It's like him, and Embiid, everyone's asking.
0: <laughs> Thoughts and prayers for Tony. If, Bro. if
1: Scott Foster went down would be. Has so
0: anybody ever called him that? That's a good nickname, Tony Bro. Call Tony him Bro. It. Tony Bro. That's like a double tech ejection right away. Tony Bro. So <laughs> I think that's a great nickname. I think that should be a thing.
1: He would he would tech you
0: up so fast. Uh, all right, uh, let's go to the rat list here. Do you have anything to kick us off? Because I want. Oh, have... I wanted to
1: uh, bounce around with trade rumors. That's why I left the thing oh, on there, oh just in oh, case.
0: Oh. Yes, sure. Sorry. Let's let's do that. Let's bounce around with some trade rumors. Um, I think we covered a bunch of them from the Scotto and uh Fisher reports on the last episode. Um, let me check NBA trade deadline roundup. Uh you know what? Let me shoot a Google NBA trade rumors, and there'll be stuff in Google. See okay. what we missed. Um, the Athletic has something out. Oh, Andrew Wiggins is one we can talk about, drawing interest mm-hmm. from the Mavs and the Bucks. Um would be annoying. And the Pacers, I think, had some interest in him as well. Uh so there's that. Uh, I would not like him on the Bucks. I know he's been bad this You're year, right. but I don't want him guarding Tatum in the playoffs. <laughs> <Correct>. <laughs> yes, Just that's don't need that. At.
1: Don't don't um, need Finals Wiggins to come back at all.
0: I saw something somewhere. I forget where it came from. Noting that the Hawks have an offer of at least first two first round picks for Dejounte on the board. Um, which like do it? I saw that, that those like, talks have gone cold. Okay, well, never mind then. PJ the PJ League. Wash, are not PJ aren't getting everybody. Well, there you go. PJ Washington is the name I've seen being flown around uh in places. I think the Clippers are a team. I think the Mavs were another one. Um apparently the Sixers are targeting Buddy Healed and or Bojan Bogdanovich. Hmm. There's Make your sense. Pistons. Mm-hmm. angle. Unless it's around the one. No, no you Bogdan got it right is the Hawks. Uh Brogdon is probably staying put. In Portland, which I think we knew. They value him. Mm-hmm. Um the Nets are a possible landing spot for D in a potential Shante Murray deal, although that might have gone cold by now because that was fifteen hours ago, sixteen hours ago. Um so I don't know about that. Not unsure what the Warriors are doing. Um I, I don't Lord, envy Mike Del at all. That is
1: mm-hmm. a dumpster fire. I would not want any part of that because Bob Myers weird.
0: got out at the right time.
1: Exactly. Like, you had, you have the weird, like these guys earned the like golden card to never get traded because they did so much for the team, but also like ass, like need to get rid of them. They make too much money. <laughs> like, I don't know. I saw like, uh, betting odds for Clay's next landing spot in the Sixers. So the front runners, if he leaves or, or is no longer Good. the Warriors, like they think he'll lay there. Um, but even Philly's in that weird spot now because Embiid's going to be out probably for the playoffs. They say there's hope. I saw people in the Celtics blog chat comparing it to KG getting hurt in 2009. I'm um, too young to remember the at least rumor following of the injury. But I mean yeah, we all know how that Wendy gets hurt, never comes back. And there was like uh, might play, might not play. They, I mean, they didn't get past second round. Shout out to Philly. But, you know, it, it could be very similar.
0: The Cavs are interested in Royce O'Neill. Hmm. Um, Daniel House and Marcus Morris are questionable for tonight's matchup. So maybe they're uh, Gonzo and Phil. What's Marcus Morris make? <laughs> 17 mil. Oh, <laughs> significant. Um, Kelly Olinic is expected to be moves. I have a, uh, at least four teams have been uh, asking, and there could even be double that number. Um, Bucks are believed to be aggressive heading into the deadline despite minimal pieces. They're definitely trying, said Brian Windhorst. Uh, the Bucks
1: are trying their best.
0: They are, in fact, trying. Team sources say the Lakers would strongly prefer James retire in their jersey someday. No shit. Uh, would you at this point? I, do.
1: I don't know if I would if I'm them. Like, do you really want to? I mean, it's not like you're winning games.
0: I, I don't know. Uh, no all stars expected to be traded which you kind of get yep. um i'm Sean hoops i going over traders um let's see i'm not sure there's much else outside of that um it's okay i just wanted to make oh sorry sure we- i i was wrong the hawks don't appear to have an offer for multiple first round picks from murray oh, so apologies that's where the cold comes from <laughs> yes um yeah, that's. I think that's all I got. I think that's all the good stuff, all the trade stuff that I, I have cooking uh, on here. So, uh, now anything else that you saw that I missed?
1: No, I I just had seen the Murray had gone cold. I saw the Philly Buddy healed slash Bogdanovich thing, which would not be fun, even if MV doesn't come back. You don't really need them getting any better. They're they're my most interesting team right now because I'm just curious what they're gonna do. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I also think
1: this may give you an indication on how hurt Embiid is.
0: Mm, Yeah. Um, I don't know. I I think they should shut down Embiid, but we'll see what happens. All right. Would you like to kick off the rat list here? I don't really have much, so I'll let you lead us off.
1: Means I gotta come up with some material. Uh I will say, yeah, I have this story saved from last time because I didn't tell it. I'll say rat list ice cream. So Saturday I went on my little dessert treat binge. I went around LA and I went and I got some donuts, I got two donuts. I got one vanilla frosted. That's the gold standard for donuts. You, if I'm going to try donuts, I try that one. It's like my cheese pizza of donuts where I know everybody should have one. Um, Everybody should have one and they should all be good. And then I got like an Oreo cream filling one. Excellent donut. But it was like not your traditional like they put a like what do they call those things that they have the frosting in and they jam it inside the donut. Like it wasn't like that. It was just in the donut hole. So it was interesting. (laughs) Anyways, after that, I go and I walk to a gelato place and I love gelato. So I get my ice cream gelato and it's in a cone and I'm walking back to my hotel eating the ice cream. And I just walk in the streets with ice cream on my face. I was like, what if I run into a celebrity I like? And I'm like, can I have a picture with you? And I just have ice cream all over my face. Be sick.
0: Would have been funny. I would have laughed. I thought it would have been funny. Um, oh, What am I going to rat list? I, I just haven't done much the past few days. I just sit here and work. I don't like... I do not had time to go out and do anything rat list worthy. Um, mm-hmm. I'll rat list uh, my computer for not having enough storage. So, like, I have... Been playing a lot of video games lately, and so I'm downloading all these games. But I also have like to edit all these podcasts, so I just have a million files, and so I never have any space for anything I'm trying to upload or, or download. I should say, Um <clears throat> talking seas right now, and it's just taken a million years. And I had to delete some stuff, and I had to get rid of some stuff, oh, and I did, no. like it's just it's impossible, man. And I've been having to do it during the podcast too because I don't have any time because I have to go to the game in like 40 minutes, and I still have to write something before I leave and finish editing another. <sighs> Stress, man. I've got too much shit going on. I don't have time for any of it. Uh and I went to bed at a normal-ish time last night too. Like I was in bed by like 12 15, which is like wow. not normal usually, but like that is crazy for me. It's like old um, people bedtime for you. That's what I'm saying. And so the fact that I still don't have time is frustrating me. I <laughs> um, hear you. Fertile.
1: So uh Ratless, my friend, Tyler. We're we're playing a <laughs> Madden league. Yeah. And we have a user game the current week is like week seven or something i come back from being away and i'm like hey i'm around let's play he's like okay we do the recording yesterday i'm sitting there i go make dinner come back i'm like hey if you want to play let me know nothing ghosted me terrible
0: that's brutal did he ever get back to you Did he ever say anything (laughs) <laughs> to, to like to this point he still yeah, said no, nothing no. <laughs>
1: it, it wasn't a group be... chat so like more messages of like varied. okay okay there, okay there was no messages after that last night that's
0: brutal mm. that's a very tough showing for him um what else do i got uh i genuinely like i haven't left the that's house fine. in the past two days i don't have anything for any of you let's uh, um, let's wrap it up that no, way like... you can try and relieve those st- that stress <laughs> It's just not going to work because yeah. I'm just going to get out of here and like do a million other things. Um, yeah, anyways, thank you all for tuning in. We appreciate it. Make sure to subscribe to How About Them Celtics. Uh, again, we'll be live for the trade deadline at around one today as you're listening to this. Um, so make sure to jump on in, tune in, uh, comment what's popping for a chance to win, and then pop me to a gift card, some really good popcorn. Uh, leave us five stars on Spotify and Apple and a review on Apple. Follow us on both platforms. Uh, subscribe to have Them Celtics and I'll let say wrap it up. Yeah, thank you very much for
1: listening or watching. If you're watching, subscribe, leave a like, watch all the videos, pods, game recaps, talk and sees, film breakdown, rumor breakdown, live half hour before each game. Come hang out. Pre-game streams are a blast. Uh, Spotify and Apple. You can find us there too. Audio versions of the full pods and game recaps. Emails, do it. RJ was the only one today. Hbtcpod at gmail.com. We're going through, we're reading them. We want your reactions. We'd love to hear from you. Socials at How About Them Seeds? Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook is just the name of the podcast. You can find our pregame streams there and on YouTube and on Twitter. You can follow Jack at Jackson NBA. You can follow me at Sam LaFrance NBA. And you can go to HowAboutThemCeltics.com because it's up. And there are articles keeping you up with the news. That's it for us. It's up.